Well, good day, good day. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever time it is there where you are, I want to say thanks so very much for taking time out of your busy schedule and spending it here with me at the kitchen table. This is Arctic Eric, and you're listening to Fika with Arctic Eric, that freedom that is ours in Christ Jesus always. This is part five of Faith in Christ Always. If you haven't heard any of the previous discussions here at the kitchen table, I certainly invite you to do so. As a way of reminder, uh, I've been lifting out Romans 10.17 each time we meet here at the kitchen table during this series to remind ourselves that it is possible to have faith in Christ always. Absolutely. How so? Well, faith, the ability to believe, comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. That's right. Faith comes from hearing what is told, what is written, what is said, what is spoken about the Lord Jesus Christ, and it comes through our being open to receive. That's right. So faith is an ever-increasing possibility as we allow God, by the Spirit, to speak to us from Scripture regarding Christ Jesus. The focus of our faith is the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't focus on anything else. No, we don't focus on faith. We focus on the living Christ as he is revealed throughout Scripture from Genesis through Revelation, and he's revealed through the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit, whose job it is to reveal Christ to us. Not just initially when we hear the good news, the gospel regarding Jesus Christ, but continually to reveal to us the depth of the wisdom and the knowledge, that eternal knowledge and eternal wisdom that is found in Christ Jesus and in him alone. Yes, there's all kinds of worldly wisdom and knowledge, and it's not bad, but it is not that knowledge and that wisdom that we need when it comes to having a living relationship with the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a relationship not through human wisdom. No, not at all. We have it through the wisdom that is available to us in Christ Jesus through the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit, as he reveals it to us through Scripture. Okay, we're looking here at the word faith, the word believe, and I want to remind you that we can expand that definition or expand the understanding of it to say that faith or believing is to adhere to, to trust in, to rely on, or to have faith in, and in biblical terms, in the Lord Jesus Christ, in and through and by Scripture, as the Holy Spirit reveals. You know, in this salvation experience, and I call it an experience, it isn't a one-time event, it's a lifetime event. A good work has begun in us, a good work is being worked in us, and it will be completed, this work of salvation. And we have a part to play in it. 
Absolutely. It is grace, of course, that draws us. No man comes to the Father unless the Father draws him. That draws us. And we hear the scripture, the gospel regarding Jesus Christ. And then we place our faith, our hope, our trust, and our allegiance and our loyalty in Christ Jesus alone. In his work, in God sending him to die for our sin, in raising him from the dead and giving us the good news that we don't have to die in our sin. No, we can admit we're a sinner. We can turn to God and cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, yes, deep within our hearts, I believe in you. And I declare from my heart that I love you and you are my Lord. Okay, I know you've heard all that before, but this is for someone who might be here at the kitchen table for the very first time who's not capitulated, who's been looking and seeking looking for peace with God, and that peace is found through the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ, through childlike faith in Him, informed faith. What do I mean by that? I mean based upon what Scripture reveals. And we're going to look today here in part five of Faith in Christ Always at what we say or what we confess or what we speak regarding the Lord Jesus Christ, and our part in salvation. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 17, we read, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father who is in heaven. You know, many things are said by many people about who is Jesus, this Son of Man. And you know, what's important is, what do you say about him? Who do you say that he is? Who, if someone were to ask you, how would you put it in words? How would you speak it out? What would you say about the Lord Jesus Christ in terms of from deep within yourself, not quoting scripture or not quoting another preacher or another person or someone else's thoughts and ideas or experiences, no matter who, how good they might be? But what has God, by his Spirit through Scripture, revealed to you personally that is rich and deep and real regarding this Son of Man? Can you declare from the depths of your being that he is the Son, the Messiah, the Son of the living God? And why was Simon so blessed? Because it wasn't someone else who gave him that information but it was the Spirit of God who caused him to come to the realization that Jesus is more than a historical figure, 
He's more than what others may have said about him. But by the amazing enabling power of God's Spirit, he was able to see and then made the decision to say that he, Christ, is more than the Son of Man, or not the Son of Man alone, but he is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. May we walk in that What do I mean? In that, in the Father, through Scripture, by His Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, also known as the Spirit of Grace, reveals to us continually that He is the Messiah, the Lord, the King, the hope, the glory, the Son of the living God. In John chapter 9, verses 35 through 38, we read, Jesus heard that they had cast Him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I believe in him, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. I think it's interesting here that the man asks the question, Who is he that I may believe in him? And Jesus gives a two-part answer. He says, number one, you have both seen him, and he is the one who is talking with you. Listen, we've seen him in Scripture. We've seen him in the testimony of others. We have seen him, but Is he the one who is speaking with us? Is he the one by his Spirit through Scripture that's speaking with us? It's important that we not only ask the question, Who is he? But that we might also say, Lord, I believe, not just because I've seen you in Scripture, but because you have been speaking with my heart deep, deep, deep within, and therefore I worship you. And we worship him how? In spirit and in truth. God is a spirit, and it is his desire that we worship him in spirit and truth, and it is through the holiness of the person of the Holy Spirit in us that we worship him, a holy God, worthily. Oh, he is so worthy to be praised. Okay, moving along here, John chapter 11, verses 25 to 27. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. She said this to him. You know, when I was uh, allowing God through many different means to take care of me in the midst of my cancer battle, I knew one thing. I had believed in him and continued to believe in him. And though I may have died as a result of cancer, I would live. Eternity was secured in my life so that I could focus on those around me who needed to be comforted through that same indwelling Holy Spirit. And those of us who are alive today and believe in him will never die. 
Now, to you who are listening who have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to give you the words of of Jesus when he said, do you believe this? And consider what this woman tells him. I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God, who's come into the world. And he didn't come in the world to condemn you. He came in the world to rescue you. In Acts 8.37, then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, I want to lift something out here. First of all, it's an if situation. You're free. You have a free will. You're free to say yes or no. If you believe and if you confess. And in this, he says, I believe. Not we, not us, not our organization or group or doctrine or creed or whatever. It isn't a we thing. It's an I thing. I believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. It's a personal relationship with the true and living God the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll close with this well-known passage to most of you who are listening out of Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 11. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But how does this work? Well, he goes on to explain here, for with the heart, with that innermost person, deep within our inner man, if from there we believe, then we become righteous with God. We become right with God when we believe the gospel message about Jesus Christ. We haven't done anything other than believe. But then the second part comes in. He says, because with the mouth, with your words, you confess, you say, you speak out unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. So here we see some some really key words. We see confessing, we see believing, and we see righteousness. Now I want to read this again with a bit more from the Amplified Translation. It says this, The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And that, of course, goes back to Romans 10.17 that I spoke about earlier, that faith comes from hearing. And they were preaching the good news, and the word of faith was there. And what were they saying? That if you confess with your mouth an expression confirming genuineness of action, in other words, I have really believed, and I'm confirming that belief genuinely as I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that when we believe in our heart, it's a reinforcing of the fact that faith must be genuine. In what? That God raised him from the dead. And you will be saved. Because with our heart, we believe unto righteousness, and with our mouth, confession is made unto salvation. 
the natural outgrowth of an inward imputation of righteousness, which is solely by faith. Listen, declaring that Christ is Lord, not only at the moment of conversion, but continually, including to those around us, is simply a natural outgrowth of this inward work of righteousness by the person of the Holy Spirit, which occurred simply through faith in Christ. Isn't that marvelous? Listen, if you've heard this a hundred times before, you're hearing it again to remind you for the sake of others. And if this has been the first time you've heard this, listen, let this be an opportunity for you to go to your knees in your heart, if not also physically, and say, Lord Jesus, I I surrender to the good news, to the gospel, to the fact that I am a sinner and you died for my sin, that I've been walking in darkness, I've been bound up by things that have been hindering me from knowing you, God, but now... I see that through faith in Jesus Christ, I believe and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is not just the Lord, but he is my Lord. Well, again, thank you for being here with me at the kitchen table. It's always good to join you here. This is Arctic Eric with Fika with Arctic Eric. And this has been Faith in Christ Always, Part 5. And I'm just kind of looking through my notes here as as the time together at the kitchen table ends. And at least we're going to chat about this subject one more time, if not two. Listen, the Lord bless you and keep you today. That is my prayer. And may the good news, Jesus Christ, be more and more real to you day by day as you allow the Father to draw you to Christ through Scripture and the teacher in you, the Holy Spirit, reveal to you the mighty and wondrous things of God that are in Christ Jesus for you. Have a great day. Good day.